But the way his eyes narrowed told Hunter he was walking close to an edge. She does? I believe she can assist me. Looking to remove your eligibility status, Blackwell? A slight weight lifted from his chest. Seemed his sources were right. The Forbes list made my life more difficult than you can imagine. I don't know about that. I have a vivid imagination. Hunter knew how vivid Blake's imagination could be. Can she help? Blake reached to the inside pocket of his jacket and removed a single card from the back of his own business cards. He tapped the small paper on the edge of his hand and cocked his head. You have to understand. I have nothing to do with Alliance. I can't guarantee Sam and her girls will accept you as a client. Accept me? Blake let his smile reach his eyes again. My wife is meticulous when screening clients. If any of the women in her employ find a reason to dismiss you, you have to be willing to walk away. Hunter thought of his goals, offered an innocent smile. Women love me. Which works well when finding a date, not the same when searching for a wife. Fair warning, Blackwell. If they pass you over, I won't step in on your behalf. Blake offered him Samantha's business card. Taking his time, he took it and tucked it away without a glance. I'm not worried. Blake chuckled. I know you, Blackwell, and I know my wife. Not only should you be worried, you might want to find plan B to whatever problems you have. I'm not the same kid I once was. None of us are. I just hope you've learned to take rejection better than your earlier years. I seem to remember you using your fist on occasion to get your point across. I think we were both guilty of that. Blake considered his observation. You were caught. You were the son of a duke. Rather untouchable, if I recall. True, Sam rejects violence of any kind. Amazing things happen when you can fix your problems with diplomacy and money. You grow up and stop fighting. Blake shook his head. We still fight, just not with our fists. Hunter flexed his fingers and motioned toward the host bar. How about a drink? I'm so embarrassed. It's perfectly normal. Gabby Massini glanced at her British friend, then to the smashed-up back end of her Lexus. She swore the person backing out of the other parking space signaled for her to go. When the man in the other car smacked into her, or maybe she backed into him, they both emerged from their cars. Only the 50-something, I've-eaten-too-many-donuts man was waving his fist and screaming at her in a language she didn't recognize. Considering Gabby was fluent in three and working her way through a fourth, she still didn't comprehend the man. Anger, however, didn't require a language to understand. It didn't take long for the private sensors on the car to notify the security team. That team happened to be close by, and Gabby's shame was witnessed by Gwen and her husband, Neil. Neil walked past the cars, shoved himself between the irate driver and Gabby, and spoke in a low tone. Accidents happen, Gwen said, while placing an arm around her. This is the second one in a month. Gabby didn't want to consider the two that elevated her car insurance shortly after she'd relocated to Southern California. You lived on an island that only provided golf carts for years. I've been in California for 18 months. Gwen sucked in a breath and didn't comment. I'm the worst driver ever. Don't be upset. There has to be others worse than you. Where are they? Neil walked toward them. 
his face as stern as the tight grip of control he always wore. He reached out a hand, palm up. Gabby knew instinctively what he wanted. The keys dangling in her fingers rattled as she handed them over. I'm sorry. Neil lifted one eyebrow before turning his gaze to his wife. Drive her home. I'll be there shortly. Gwen turned on her perfectly polished pedicure and started walking away. Gabby had no choice but to follow. Wait. She moved back to the car and pulled twice on the back door before the metal relented and let her in. She removed the mail and a handful of groceries she'd been in the shopping center acquiring and hauled them to Gwen's waiting car. For several miles, Gabby pleaded her case, to which Gwen listened but didn't comment. I'm an awful driver, Gabby finally relented. Gwen cautiously maneuvered onto an off-ramp and headed down the familiar Tarzana Street where Gabby lived. I'm going to have to agree with you. For actually-